This is Do By Friday, the weekly challenge podcast with Merlin Mann, Alex Cox, and Max Temkin. This week's challenge, form a habit. Hello. Hello, Merlin Mann. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. <sighs> now, did you read Cory Doctorow's travel post that he did today because this motherfucker is he travels with his own borax and he's washing his underpants in the hotel sink with borax (laughs) why is borax suddenly a huge theme in my life that (laughs) oh because it's also in your slime yeah oh yeah wait is wait is that what he said i might have been mixing that up he travels with some sort of laundry product and he fucking washes his socks in the sink and hangs them up to dry and i was like and i was like Corey, i i I said why don't i was like why don't you just have the hotel do the laundry like it's expensive but like if you're traveling for business like a you can write it off and and expense it or whatever but b it's like what about your you know your time and what about your life yeah, you're just like the dignity of not having to wash your underpants in the hotel sink and you leave them up for the... the I, I did a quick the, search the, the on Cory Doctorow underwear. There. Where should I go to see his uh, Borax oh, hacks? Oh, it was a boing boing post. Oh, it was it's a morning. boing boing post. And it was okay. this morning. And it, it, there was honestly, there was, inc- there was great travel advice. He, he travels a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and but Anyway, what he said is he is on a different flight every day. So he flies to a city, does a book event. Mm-hmm. Onto the next flight, onto the next flight, and he's like, at that pace, there's no hotel. The hotel can't keep up because the yeah. earliest they can bring it to you is like, you know, nine a.m. the next day, and he's already has to be on his flight, so he doesn't have any options. Mm. So, do I now have you on record as saying that we can expense laundry to a hotel for like? If 100? you're traveling for enough days, that you can't... so over seven days. Yeah, basically, like I, I, I never pack more than se- like. I don't even have a suitcase big enough to hold more than seven outfits. So like, uh, if we go somewhere for longer than a week, I always expense a laundry. Uh, d- the only thing you have to be careful of, I don't know how, if you've ever explored the world, the exciting world of hotel laundry, but the default thing that they do if you just shove all everything in a bag is they fucking dry clean it. And then they send you a bill and they're like, oh, $18, yeah. we dry <laughs> clean it. That's how they get you. They're, they're fucking you. Mm-hmm. You get fucked so bad, uh, and I don't want to be fucked. You. They no. dry clean each individual sock, and they're like eighteen dollars <laughs> per sock. We dry cleaned it, so you have to specify on the form very clearly: do not dry clean, do not press. Simply fold and dry, and then they do it by weight. And it's and it's you know it's it's egregiously expensive, but it's not you know it's like as compared to doing it at home or going to the laundromat. But like, what about your time when you're traveling? Yeah, don't worry. I, for the past three years, I've, I have been indeed, uh, not like socks and underwear, but but washing t-shirts in showers <laughs> of hotels. No, you have not. Yeah. Well, because I can't, it's just too can't much. Can't you just like, pack more? Can't you bring weeks. more, like for well, days? Well, here's the thing, Merlin. I do have a giant suitcase, but that's also filled with um, stuff we can't ship because it's like electronics Alex's and stuff like is, that. Alex's bag is 90% filled with <laughs> USB-C dongles. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you got you, all the batteries. Can you describe your cord organizer pouch? Because I've had to go in there mm-hmm. and it's like gazing into the eye of madness. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's, I call it the dongle daddy. Um, mm. I have appropriated <laughs> daddy for this purpose. Nice. And I have literally ch- trained our, um, 
um, other members of my team, as well as like whenever we um, work with somebody on a show, like, okay, here is where this is. Here is what there, there's a printed guide of like, this is what dongle you need for if you have a PC, if you have a Mac, if you have a 2017 Mac that has USB-C. Uh, it's, it's quite a system. Some people do show up with like just an iPad and I'm like, okay, I guess I gotcha. Um, and like every show you go to, the AV setup is completely different and it's 99% of the time. It's absolutely Alex, terrible. you have dongles though. Like uh, if someone shows up with like a, like a, like a Tandy. You can well, <laughs> you can hotwire it into the into the system. We had to do it. There was a theater that had VGA cable, and I'm like, all right, glad that I ordered this from Acre. It's cr- it is truly crazy. It's one of those it's one of those elastic grid organizer things, I think, but it's in like a zippered pouch. Do you know what I'm talking about? Those grids. The, oh yeah, oh, I yeah. have one of those with wire, the little the rubber bandies. Kind of I do not. I know that's like the number one travel dingus organizer. I do not. I own. I own, let me tell you something. I own every brand of, I bought one (laughs) of every travel cord organizer and they're all pretty bad, Mm -hmm. but the grid one is especially bad because there's no, you know, what I need, here's the issue is like, if I need my micro USB cable or whatever when I'm traveling, like I don't want to fucking unzip seven pouches and look through it like a, like a where's Waldo trying to find the cord that I need. Like it has to have some sort of system where you can see everything. And those grid elastic grid things it's all chaos in there i mean yeah well i thought you had the new system now where you just literally bring your desk with you so you just plop your desk on the hotel uh don't you got oh i bought yeah well let me tell you i'm going i'm traveling as soon as i'm le- i'm going on a car trip like literally the minute we're done with this podcast i'm 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 i'm, I'm off and i i'm taking for a spin for the inaugural spin the the merlin man red ox uh caddy the organizer oh caddy. that's so nice i hope I that works out for the, you i got the snaps and everything now i made a different dis- i went with a different style than you did i got the red one it's like a bright red like a blood red color and here's my thinking is the whole point of this is you're bulwark against insanity mm-hmm. you have it out you can find all your stuff i want it high vis i want to be able to see it that's that's super smart i, I use the uh, cautionary yellow but, but I think you're going to enjoy that. Listen, I don't know if there's any way we get somebody to sponsor this. Uh, I think Corey's basically just showing off in this post, um, which is fine. Uh, but I would like to get some kind of a sponsor to buy everything that he's mentioned in here. And I want us to wear all of it. And I want us to try all of it. I want these, these – so you can get these uh, low-rise boxer briefs that Corey Doctorow wears. Uh, you can get his pants that uh, have, have a discreet uh, thigh pocket for your boarding pass. And I really want these Native Jefferson's children's shoes. Oh, the shoes. Those are really pretty. Listen, (laughs) let's just acknowledge that Corey's not interested in fitting in with the the human masses. And he's truly has an extreme need for the gear that he buys. And he's, and he's, he doesn't, Corey's not about like, no, I, I mean, I agree actually. Like, listen, if I, if I was as committed to the sort of like philosophical underpinnings of this lifestyle of like have one pair of shoes and it's got to be the best one and last forever and work in every situation and I don't care about fitting in like I'm not primarily buying them to look cool like that probably is the right pair of shoes to buy yeah. but I'm a I'm a cock I, I don't want anyone to look at me and think that I have the wrong kind of shoes yeah a lot of Amazon <laughs> links hmm. okay hold, hold on we're good I'm gonna backpedal a little bit then uh I've Max you've recently purchased the slipper shoes haven't you Slipper shoes. Don't slipper you have shoes? slipper shoes now? Yeah, we're Tom's the... like every day. 
I love my I love my toms, but I, I I more or less have to get a new pair every summer because they sort of disintegrate and smell like feet. Mm. Well, that's what I do every year. I buy a new pair of uh, Nike Freeze at, at whatever in whatever like town we're having a convention in, and then those are my shoes for the year, and then they're disgusting, and I throw them away. Nike Burr. Freeze, those like sugar yes. sugarless. What, what is a Nike Freeze? <laughs> no, it's Nikes for men. Oh, I see. Diet Nike, Nikes, but Nike the, Zero. the male brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's not about email. <laughs> Native Jeffersons, you carry Tabasco sauce. And, okay. Oh, this is good. This is handy. How often do you replace your Crocs, Merlin? I don't wear Crocs. Oh, okay. Never mind. <clears throat> I was wrong. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I recently bought a new pair. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're making fun of Corey for wearing his 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 Crocs? I don't have a blog post with a link to Amazon. But you're talking about it right now on the podcast. You're talking about it. It's your words. No, you're bragging about I'm it sorry. to both of us. I'm you're sorry. like I still have like, the Crocs I was like, wearing when my daughter was born. I bought a new Aww. pair that I was going to keep mostly uh, for inside inside work. But yeah, I'm wearing some right now. They're professional Crocs. They're not like those those nasty ones uh, you see people wear at the Target. These are professional Crocs. These are like nurse shoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're real bulbous. We have a Crocs store in downtown Chicago, and I kept. Oh, I had Crocs for gardening when I was a kid, and Aww. I just keep thinking, like, you know, no one would see me in my house. No one, no one would know. No one's gonna. They're perfect like, for wearing around the house. I don't. Yeah. I don't wear them out of the house. I mean, I, I like I'm wearing them today to walk to my office, which is close enough. But no, I don't wear them to places. I don't. I don't wear it. Like these pants that I'm wearing right now, I would never wear these to pick up my daughter because it's it's really there's like a there's like a sartorial holocaust happening on my body right now. Very bad. <laughs> no Mac Weldon, I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm wearing Mac. No, look right here. No, I, I got Mac Weldon right up here every day, every day, every day. Long sleeve Pima cotton, boom, out the door. Yeah, um, I think you got to be comfortable and you got you got to learn. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to work the list. Did you did you make a list at all for this uh, for this trip, Max? No, like I said, I I have one of everything that I need to travel, and it lives in my suitcase. So when I all I need, and I have the travel, and I have cubes, I have packing cubes, and so when I travel, oh, right, all right, I right. do is I remove the packing cubes, I fill them with the appropriate clothes that go in that cube type. So I have a t-shirt cube and a pants cube and an underpants mm-hmm. cube, <laughs> I, and then I and then I put the cubes into my zuka and I zip it up and I leave. Huh. And I, and and then I have I have a little dop kit and I have you know I have dop, an dop, extra of dop, everything. Dop, dop. Yeah, I have a dop. I have a dop dop kit. Dop, dop. And and um and I have you know and then I just drop that into the suitcase and I'm good to go. These off the grid pants are actually pretty badass and not oh, very expensive. Oh, see, you're making fun of the Crocs. You're making fun of the off the grid pants. Let me tell you though, negative review from Corey. He said that they do not hold their color if you wash them in the hotel sink with borax. Oh, that's mm. a little racist. A little bit racist. Um. Yeah, I would get those. They don't have my size. They don't have my size. They don't. They must be. They must be doing like a closeout. Final sale, no returns or exchanges. Oh, I think these are going out. I think they're going. Oh, they got a hammer loop. That's handy. I'm gonna put my hammer in there. You can even do a little yoga in them. Corey Doctor says. Hmm. Hmm. It's kind of like EFF meets Goop. How you guys doing? Oh, what a fucking this week! This week was too much. The yeah. healthcare vote. You had Scaramucci. Right. Yeah, we recorded uh, not yeah. long before the vote. It was too much. The news was 
I mean, this has got to be... Did you read that Washington Post oral history of the Scaramucci era? No, not no. yet. I highly paper. recommend it. It's very, very good. And it start, it's just... They just all, it's just quotes from people involved in these news stories and news people and whatever kind of talking through the events of the last week. <laughs> and as you read them, you're like, there was so much shit that happened last week any one of these things would have been like a defining scandal for obama you know getting into a feud with the boy scouts or saying that the white house is a dump or losing a historic a real vote. dump he's called he was fighting with picked a twitter fight with the attorney general i mean it's it's bonkers and it all happened in one week this isn't even a year of the trump presidency it's a fucking week oh my god did you read the um, <coughs> read the transcript, the latest transcript? The transcript of what? The uh, Maggie Haberman interview. No, the later, the more recent one, which I guess got leaked to Politico. Full transcript. Trump's Wall Street Journal interview. Oh uh, yeah, I got through about half. And it's really, I, it's got some moments. It's really. What are, the, what are the? I haven't read this yet. What are the? What are well, the here's highlights? how it starts. So it's Trump sitting down with. Oh God, I just used that phrase. It's Trump uh, being interviewed by uh, Gerard Baker. So here's how it begins. Yes, yes, says Baker. Trump. Tax. Other things. Baker says, yeah. Economy, trade, fate of the world, world economy, market. And Trump says, as we speak. Baker, consumer consumer confidence at a 17-year high. Trump says, what did you say? Baker says, consumer confidence at a 17-year high. Can you believe it? Isn't that nice? There's a good reason for it, too. And I, I think we're doing very well in healthcare. We'll see. That's how it starts. That's That's how it starts. Yeah. The Boy Scout one in here is pretty it's so strange to me. You just keep thinking You just keep thinking it's not going to go and then it goes and let me find you his scout remarks. Yeah, that was an incredible crowd. That was an incredible crowd. I purchased and uh, used a nose hair trimmer this week. Uh, electronic? Electronic. What yeah. do you mean electronic? What do you mean analog nose hair trimmer? Well, Cory Doctor's on Etsy buying vintage pajamas. I thought maybe you were going out and getting a a bespoke uh, gentleman's hair trimmer. Some sort of hand crank mechanism? How would that even work? I I don't know. I mean, I guess you'd need a partner. Well, so let me... So I bought... So I just bought it. I just got it. This one looks like a little dildo and it's got a little plastic cover and it goes... <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a cordless. It sounds like a shitty cordless drill. I think I have now, one here. Let me see. Now I had a couple of rogue nose hairs that I couldn't sort of extract with my fingers, mm-hmm. and I was like, and I was at sea, and I've had this going on for a while, and I, you know, you get to be thirty, and the nose hairs get out of control. Oh, bro, and I was at CVS, wait. and I saw the ear and nose hair trimmer, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this for uh, eight bucks or whatever. Oh. So it took me a while to figure out how to use it because I don't. It, it's not. I'd be happy to, to tutor you on it. There is a methodology. Well, okay. Well, what? I, so the first. First thing I so first of all you look into this thing and it just has like a spinning little blade in there just yeah. going Whizz! and it does not seem safe to ins- you know you don't want to get lacerated you don't want to tear up the inside of your nostril like ground beef like that's you don't make want sure that. make sure the make sure the battery get a fresh battery in there okay. and then what you're gonna do you're gonna you think it's gonna be like mowing a large lawn it's not like mowing a large lawn it's like mowing more like a square foot of grass but the the grass is very very hardy. So you want to kind of gently move it in and out like you're pleasuring a lover. 
That's okay. Good. That's what I figured out. I did. And then for the ears, of... same deal with the ears. No, I don't have. Oh. I don't have any. I don't have any ear hairs going on yeah. yet, so I, I don't need to worry mm. about that. But the, but eventually, what I figured out the nose was sort of a, a jabbing motion where you go like you go like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that sort of grinds it. It kind of grinds the little hairs down. And then afterwards, I blew my nose. Blew your nose, and, and you get all the just, bits. Uh, it was just like gunpowder coming yeah. out. It was just like it was just like a cloud of black. But oh, okay, God. here's the weirdest oh. thing: is if I press on my nostril, if I sort of compact my nostril, I can feel the little you got a shards, zit? like a st- no, not a zit, but I have like a stubbly. You got nose a stubble hairs. nose. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like it's like feeling like like a after like a three day shave, I can press it in. I feel the little shards. It's very weird. Dude, and and what's fun is, oh, well, all right, hold on. Why yeah. don't you guys just like get a tweezer in there and just rip everything well, out? Well, I've, I've pulled my on the God. previous occasions that I've had a nose hair that I, that was noticeable. I just went in there with my fingers and I got the job uh, done. You do a little <laughs> pinch. You do a pinch and pull. Pinch and pull. You just pull it right out, and it's like your eyes water, and it's kind of, it's kind of. I feel that's like I watching feel, Doctor Who. You it guys feels are really just good. big babies. Just I feel get in very there and rip masculine. Them out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I couldn't get to them all. You got a lot. You got a lot. You're very angry about body hair removal, Alex. I just want to say, you mm. and your people. What is it with you and body hair <laughs> removal? Why, why don't you just stop it's, doing it? Well, uh, ew. No. Okay. Hmm. Oh man. There. I. I should pull up my Tumblr messages about how I'm not a feminist because I don't enjoy. I didn't hairy say that. Human. I'm not Tumblr. Uh, I'm your pal. No. 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 You're not. You're. You, you are just not keep Tumblr. throwing. You keep you're throwing hair Tumblr. in my face. I'm you have a lot really of body angry. horror, I'm and you like very pain. Angry. Uh, yeah. No. No. Well, there's a lot of there. There are a lot of procedures, and I just just you just get a pair of tweezers and and rip it rip it out. I couldn't. I'm telling you. I. I that's it's mental. That is it's for for nose no, hair. That's crazy. No, it's not. Well, you, okay, so you're pulling out more than ten nose hairs. Are you talking about the kind where you get out a, a, a booger or a clot that's got like eleven hairs in it and it looks like a rat king? You ever get one of those? Because you're not gonna you, with the tweezer. You can get started on there. I'm talking about. I'm talking about marketing at scale. I'm talking about really getting in there. How does it scale? You got to well, scale it up. Right, right now I've uh, so there's this thing where uh, you got to build for ten x. Mm, Polish ladies have a lot of hair, and so not right hmm. right now. I wouldn't say I'm, my nose is uncurling. <laughs> this is horrible. No, this but, is, no, but this is what people tune in thing. for. Yeah, like like when the thing is though, when you have allergies, and then you got that stubble, which is why plucking is superior because it, 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 you get less stubble. Now mm-hmm. I'll pluck an eyebrow. Uh, I'll pluck well, an eyebrow any day. <laughs> It's I don't different. even need a I'm reason. I'm telling you, it's different. I I don't want to be rooting around in there with the tweezers one by one, getting these old nose hairs. Well, it's out. like cooking your much. pasta one strand at a time. It's, mon- it's mental balls. You got to get all the way, all the way in there. Gio, gio, gio. And if you got a couple <laughs> little rogues, you go after them. They call it mopping up. But what if, what do so people want us? What do people want us to talk about on this podcast? Do they want us to do some fucking Scaramucci joke? Like, oh, he sounds uh-huh. like the Queen song. He wears ladies' I, glasses. <laughs> go, on Twitter, go on Twitter if you want. No, if you want no, don't, don't even look. No jokes. Yeah, can you do the Fandango? Oh. That's really funny. Oh my god. Oh, Scaramucci. I thought you said. I read that as. <laughs> Scary munchies. Mm. Katie Turr did that yesterday, and I was so sad. Katie Turr, don't do that. Don't do the I read that as. Don't do that. You're better than that, Katie. Katie Turr. Um, Dop Dop Friday. So, uh, did you, you hear the mm. the? Oh, okay, so I'm not generally a fan of like podcasts where they interview interviewers, but there uh, I forget it. Jesse Kirk show where where he talks to Maggie Haberman. Maggie, Maggie Haberman. Haberman Jesse who? <laughs> I uh, I don't know. Some it's some in the guy. Google um, Doc. Not familiar. Yeah. Do a lot but, of people listen to that? I, <laughs> I'm not sure, but but like Maggie Haber- Haberman being interviewed and just like 
blowing someone up, be like, no, I'm working. I'm working. Wait, hold on. I'm working. It was just the best thing. And, and also she was this- on long form. She was on long form too. And she was like on her yeah. laptop the entire time. Oh, it was so actually, great. Actually, that's what I'm talking about. Never mind. Never mind. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And it's so good. And she's just like, okay, shut up. No, one second, one second. I don't want to talk about that. And it was just so badass. And like, it wasn't a good interview. It was just really. Oh, it was no, really it telling though her personality. Yeah. And you could tell how guarded she has to be about yeah. all kinds of things. Well, it's funny because like, I don't think she was a dick about it. I, I really respected. I mean, she's one of my favorite journalists. I call her Molly. Mm-hmm. But she, um, but she's really, <laughs> she'll just be like, nope, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about anything apart from what was published or I like won't talk about sources. But she just, she just does it in this way where she's like, she's had this question, these questions mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. I mean, shit, can you imagine how many times Trump has asked her what her sources are? And she's used to yeah. going, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that. I don't think it she even says I'm so sorry. Cool. She just says I can't talk about that. Yeah, she doesn't need to apologize. If, yeah, if, that's her okay, job. We have nice listeners, but if you ever wonder, like, oh man, that that lady's really being a bitch on the internet. No, th- this is why she like <laughs> she's been harassed by the leader of the free world for uh, who's, she could who's be a little bit obsessed with her. He, he's a little <laughs> obsessed with her. Uh huh. Mm, but she plays it off legit. You know, she's like, it's oh yeah, so I've had death good. threats and stuff. Whatever, it's a job. You know, it's a living. Uh. I what love a her. Boss-ass bitch. I have quite a crush on this lady. Mm. Haber's gonna hab. Uh, Haber's gonna hab. Uh, thank you. It's an original joke I just came up with. Um, it's actually on her uh, Twitter avatar. But good job. Um, I've got some Scaramucci news. Can I do some Scaramucci news? I have a story. Okay, I think I'm going to break a story on Dubai Friday. That no, I, I think it's possible that no one else. I, so I've been reading a lot about. There's this weird little sideshow scandal that I've just been in my attention bubble this week. And I think I've put some pieces of this together that it's possible that no one else in the media has fit together. And I want to run this by you guys and you tell me if I'm crazy or not. So did you guys follow the story of this dude, Arthur Schwartz? No. Yes. Um, so Arthur Schwartz is, <laughs> hang on, I dropped my pen. Oh no, my pen. Hmm. Arthur Schwartz, hang on. You know what I need? This is what I need. I need some Rachel Maddow papers. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, let me tell you about Arthur Schwartz. Arthur Schwartz, he's one of these um, New York finance guys. He's he's either a paid PR person or a close friend of Scaramucci. Accounts differ. Importantly, though, yet another person who seems to be doing a lot of cocaine. Oh, he sits at the cocaine table he at Scaramucci's restaurant. Another one of these so cokey. Scaramucci has a restaurant in New York. I think it's called like the, the Fish and Game Club or something like that. And there's like a power table where these like coked up Steve Bannon, like alt-right people like Milo Yiannopoulos and like uh, Arthur Schwartz, like sit and eat overcooked steaks together and do blow. And, um, and they, you know, they all tweet about being at this table together or whatever. And uh, so Arthur Schwartz, he's either a PR person for Scaramucci or just a friend of his. And now he used to own one of these, like, um, uh, hedge funds that had a ton of money, even though they did worse than, like, a basic index fund. And now he just does, like, consulting or something like that. But he made a tweet. Uh, so he's basically acted as a spokesperson or in affiliation with Scaramucci, but in a kind of gray area, nebulous gray area, where it's not clear if he officially represents him or not. It seemed like he was doing very little to distance himself from being a semi-official associate of his. That is, that's absolutely You know what I mean? Like, like, so eventually, of course, he changed his bio because he had to, but like for a while, he was, it seemed like he was sort of like, he was like, it was like his little uh, scrappy-do Dan Scavino man. 
<laughs> yeah. So basically, as soon as Rance Priebus left, which I think was on like the 23rd or the 24th, Arthur Schwartz makes this tweet, very inflammatory. And he's done this before. He sort of threatened people on Scaramucci's behalf. But he said to Rance, hey, at Rance45, so tagging him, you're unemployed now. Keep pushing this crap. And by this crap, he's linking to a quote a quoted tweet about some shit that Rance Priebus said or something. Keep pushing this crap, and I'll start dropping oppo, meaning opposition research on you. And then he says, mistress much? <laughs> implying that he has opposition research that shows that Rance what a, Priebus what is a, a terrible, What a terrible coked-up tweet. Only a coked-up person toots something like that. That's insane. Right. And and the thing he's linking to, it says, it's a... It's a, a uh, saying uh, Priebus warned Trump not to hire Scaramucci, saying Skybridge Capital's buyers overpaid because he promised them special access to Trump, which is, of course, true. So anyway, Arthur Schwartz is is basically threatening Rance Priebus and saying, I will make up details about an affair that you had or a mistress that you have and leak them online if you don't stop um, uh, talking about um, uh, Scaramucci. Now, then the press picks up on this because that's a really juicy, salacious story. And that someone uh, from the New York Daily News talked to this dude, Arthur Schwartz, and he said, quote, to the New York Daily News, it's just rumors that have been going on for a while, Schwartz told the New York Daily News. Quote, I wasn't expecting anyone to pick up on it. It was a mistake, and I regret it, and I apologize to Rance. Because obviously it's bullshit, and he can't, he can't back it up. Then Arthur Schwartz deletes, then media continues. And then he also got into a fight with Jake Tapper, and Jake Tapper reported on it, and Jake Tapper's like a real journalist. And then you never, Schwartz, never get in a fight with somebody who buys electrons by the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jake Tapper, too, is like, he's like, he's like the one kind of tough guy, you know, Edward Murrow journalist who will like actually stand up to these Trump people. Like, I don't always agree with everything that he says, but like, I don't think Jake Tapper is going to like back down from a fight with, you know, some But he's like, he's one of these people though. He's like, he's like a dire wolf. I mean, just keep your hands away from his mouth. You're not going to like, you're not going to drop a little Bon Mott fucking delete it and then have, expect him to just like not notice and go, oh, sorry, my bad. Exactly. He's the exact wrong person to do that to. He's not going to threaten easily. So eventually Arthur Schwartz deletes the tweets and then he tweeted... Uh, This is a tweet from Arthur Schwartz on July 30th. He said, I deleted my tweets regarding at Rance and apologized to him. Pretty sure he's not accepting my apology. Can't blame him. I'm ashamed of what I said. Then he tweeted, I don't have this one. I couldn't find it. But he then tweeted something to the effect of, I believe later that day, um, Rance Priebus accepted my apology. He's a bigger man than I am, and I'm grateful to have his forgiveness and be able to move on from this. Something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And then Jake Tapper tweeted that night, and he says, source close to at Rance said he never spoke to Arthur Schwartz and has neither heard nor accepted any apology from him. And I'm watching this unfold, and it's just one, it's not even in the top 20 news stories of this week, and nor should it be. It's like dumb internal drama among these like, you know, coked up Republican, like high-powered business people or whatever. But I'm thinking, like, this is so fucking weird. Like, why would they lie? Why would they be lying? Why would he lie about Priebus accepting the apology? Like, is it some sort of power move where he's trying to get Priebus to accept the apology without having to humble himself and make it? But it's just such a crazy fucking thing to lie about. And I was like— And for most of America, the story ends there. Yes, and, but. I, and I was like, and I was like, people, and I was like, these people must be insane that they that they behave like this. And then, sure enough, uh, yesterday, CNN has this unbelievable report, and they say 
this is from CNN. A self-described email prankster in the UK fooled a number of White House officials into thinking he was other officials, including an episode where he convinced the White House official tasked with cybersecurity that he was Jared Kushner and received that official's private email address unsolicited. Oh, Jesus CNN says, uh, I try to keep it on a uh, quote. I try to keep it on the humorous side of things. The email prankster told CNN, quote, email I'm not trying prankster. to get the keys to the vault or anything like that. Now, uh, right. going on from the CNN story, one such exchange appears to have possibly played a role in the tensions between then White House communications director Anthony Scaramucci, who resigned from his job earlier today and since fired White House chief of staff Rance Priebus. Masquerading as Priebus, the prankster emailed Scaramucci's official account using a Mail.com account on Saturday, the day after Priebus's resignation was announced. Quote, I had promised myself I would leave my hands mud-free, wrote the fake Priebus. But after reading your tweet today, which stated how, quote, soon we will learn who in the media has class and who hasn't, has pushed me to this. That tweet was breathtakingly hypocritical even for you. At no stage have you acted in a way that's even remotely classy, yet you believe that's the standard by which everyone should behave towards you. General Kelly will do a fine job. I'll even admit he will do a better job than me. But the way in which that transition has come about has been diabolical and hurtful. I don't respect and apply. The very real Scaramucci responded, quote, you know what you did. We all do, even today. But rest assured, we were prepared. A man would apologize. Fake Priebus wrote back, quote, oh I can't believe you are questioning my ethics. The so-called mooch who can't even manage his first week in the White House without leaving upset in his wake. I have nothing to apologize for. And then... Uh, wait a minute. And then Scaramucci, I don't, I, I didn't write this one down, but Scaramucci replied back and said, I'm not going to reply to you anymore, but you should read Shakespeare, especially Othello. Mm-hmm. This is an exchange hmm. in YouTube comments about somebody like, uh, oh, you didn't stream this right mod. They're oh. all like posturing and <laughs> putting their hands in their pockets and thrusting their pelvises <laughs> towards each other. It's it's very like, like Alec Baldwin in uh, Death of a Salesman. Do we know if that's real Scaramucci though? Is there a chance there's a double turns out? Uh, well, there's always a chance. But CNN says that that was real Scaramucci re- and that, you know, real. He also was emailing the Trump sons and stuff like that. He emailed John Huntsman and said that they should get that. That he emailed John Huntsman as Donald Trump Jr. and said we should have. My, he said my father looks much better than it would his lumpy suits make it um, appear, and we should have a photo op with him riding shirtless on a horseback like Putin. Mm. And Huntsman took it seriously. And this is different from Rick Perry. That was a different. That was Russians. Go, Tom, go on. Uh, there was a whining, wonkish, and occasionally obscure conversation about foreign coal exploration, natural gas pipelines, and pig manure as power source. Digga, digga, digga. Washington Post. But only one of the men on the line, Energy Secretary Rick Perry, held sway over his nation's energy policy. On the other end of the conversation were Vladimir Volvan, Kuznetsov, and Alexei Lexis Stolyarov, who had just added Perry to their list of high-profile hoax victims. Secretary Perry is the largest target of two Russian pranksters, Energy Department spokesman, spokeswoman Shailen Hain said in an email to the Post. These individuals are known for pranking high-level officials and celebrities. Basically, they got I think they got him on the phone and he talked for like 20 minutes. Uh, was like John Favreau ever pranked? Like no. what? This is so No, because weird. here's the thing is I thought maybe this prankster, when I was reading about this for the first time, I thought what he was doing surely was spoofing his email headers so that it looked like he was sending, you know, mm-hmm. whitehouse.gov emails and, mm-hmm. and infiltrating their email chain. But he wasn't doing that. He was just using, he made fake mail.com accounts. Like he was like, you know, rants at mail.com or whatever. <laughs> and ever, he did, So he wasn't even spoofing the headers. He wasn't even <laughs> hacking or doing anything. He was doing, like I could fucking do this on Gmail. I could become 
become Steve Bannon at gmail.com and just start fucking, you know, emailing people and they would take it seriously. It's, I mean, these people, they're, they're truly extremely dumb. They're really, really stupid. It's also, I mean, this is, I'm not to be me here, but like, this is another downside of getting a high volume of email is that if you get a low volume of email, you can afford to actually look at it like a person and figure out what to do about it. If you get a ton of email and a bunch of it is like all kinds of bullshit with like your shitty Windows server and you got to go update this thing and do this thing and you're constantly getting pop-ups and you're like, yes, 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 I just want to get back to masturbating. And you just start clicking at whatever fucking pops up. Like that's when things go wrong. Yeah. Merlin, you should go. You should do the inbox zero talk at the White House. And That's a good idea. Huge, they'll, they'll do a huge line of blow, and then they'll have a Pomodoro, and they'll clear out their inbox. Oh my God! Proce- have process. You, you hit the tomato, and you just work. You work real hard. You do Pomodoro. This. Pomodoro. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, you know, hypernormalization. You know, it's uh, it's getting difficult to know. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's all. I think it's all very strange. I think you're right. I mean, I don't like to piss from the high ground about this stuff because I don't think I have the best opsec in the world. But like, you know, uh, a bunch of people are talking about this now. We're inside of organizations. It's becoming, I mean, pretty SOP to sort of test out uh, your employees and send out these kinds of messages to avoid the John Podesta type situation. You're testing out people, seeing what they'll click. Oh, you're saying you're saying I should email. I should be emailing some cards employees, and I should say, "Oh, hey guys, it's Max. So does anyone want to get a couple of hot pizzas, pepperoni pizzas <laughs> delivered to the office? Just uh... Fresh, steaming, fresh, hot, tight pizzas." And then I see what they say, and if they're and if they, you know, it's a test. And if they're like, and if they're like, yes, I do want some pizzas. We should get, we should get, uh, we should get three pizzas delivered to the office. Uh-huh. Wink, wink. Now I know. Uh huh. It's like picking a Dalai Lama. You, yes. You 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 you, uh, you dangle some deep dish, see how they respond, and then and then you go and you cuck them, and you, and you come up yeah. when you're wearing like a cop hat, and you walk up and you go, bad on you, and then you stick a sticker on them. I'm a bad now, do boy. Do you know? Do you know about um, the situation with the Dalai Lama? <laughs> Um, probably you mean not. How he's chosen? No. So I've seen a, King of the Hill. I know a, how so, it works. So the chosen Dalai Lama was like. I, I hope I'm getting the details of this approximately correct. But he was kidnapped by the Chinese, and they replaced him with another one, with a different one. I had what? not heard that. And and oh. because only the chosen Lama can pick the next Lama, this is the the current Dalai Lama is the will be the last. Dalai You're saying Lama. it's Lama's all the what? way down. Yeah. Wow. Let me, let me, let me, How let, is this not like you guys talk about uh, uh, talk about uh, those hairs or things you thought sounded like other things on Twitter? And I'll look up this this Dalai Lama mm, news. I cannot say skirk sk- uh, early in earlier in a meeting today. Uh, it's kind of like button. Like they're they're just words I can't say. Uh, and I can't What's say skir- uh, The thing that you use to uh, close your shirt up or uh, it, it works now because you can call them pins most of the time, and I don't oh. wear. But but button button but but uh anyway button, uh, button, button. I, <laughs> I was in a, a meeting earlier and we were talking about uh scare munchy jokes and I tried to say scare it and munchy. they're like what are the what what are you talking about and I'm like the, 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 the scare, scare do you have problems with mouth words sometimes uh yes I well like people think I'm just bad at podcasting which I hmm. am however I have a, I have a real a pretty prominent stammer uh which is which I've come to think people I think see that's as a endearing. bit fake news uh, I think that's a no. bit. You're doing a People bit. People do. I, button, I, button, really button. But, button. I, I also come from a town <laughs> called Wheaton, and I can't, it comes out as like Wheaton, Wheaton most of the time. Uh, how, how, how are you doing, 
Mer- Merlin. Oh, I've got some hmm. follow up on Smalt that Max won't care about. The uh, <laughs> centerpiece, oh. <laughs> the Bluetooth. Um, oh, the salt centerpiece shaker. Smalt. This is this is yes. the uh, Bluetooth enabled uh, salt salt shaker that you use as a centerpiece. Because centerpieces have been part of our culture since Roman times. Mm-hmm. And I, I reached we out to them We all know the Noel. importance of the centerpiece. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> of course, they're it's an Indiegogo. Uh, not <laughs> that I have any professional reason to not like Indiegogo at all. Uh, but the video really <laughs> is something. They've got like, they just put it in front of a sunset. Like two, <laughs> two people are on beach chairs looking at a sunset. And there's no food. They move it from the table where they are eating food and <laughs> just put it next to them oh, in their wine glasses. this is I so Tim it. and Eric. I love it. It's uh, so oh good. God. Ambience light. <laughs> it's so good. Bluetooth speaker. Uh, I almost got like, oh, oh, cool. Like it has um, <laughs> smart, like the... s- smart salt dispenser with an app. <laughs> it's got the lady in the tube API, which I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. Like that's I cool. want one tablespoon of salt, but then it like, like poops out a little like tampons worth of salt. And it's just, it's super weird. Oh, this video is great. <laughs> oh, oh why are you salting your, why are you salting your eggs the old fashioned way? <laughs> Track, monitor, and control your salt. Oh my God, this is incredible, Alex. Is this real? Yes. Yeah, and you can track how much uh, sodium, like how much sodium. It goes into Apple Health. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, which I'm trying. Like, I want to. I wonder. Like, how do you know? Because if it's a centerpiece, everybody's using it. How do you monitor your exact sodium intake? Uh, Oh my God, this is this is the greatest (laughs) video of all time. So oh my good. god! I'm putting it in the dock. Mm-hmm. <gasps> There's nothing funnier than the Trump family and the Smalt, and I think it's going to be a family of products. Um, like Smep- Smepper, Smepper? is going to be a thing. Um, I'm very excited. <laughs> and then they can talk to each other because they're smart. Uh, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever feel lonely, Smepper? No, I have you, Smalt. Do you ever think about sodium? I mean, really think about sodium? I know, right? It's a great source of iodine, which is radioactive. What is my purpose? You pour salt. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Health conditions are causing less use of smalt. Smalt sad. Uh, all right, I'm, I've talked enough for this episode. Max, are you, are you prepared? What I've discovered, um, I, I've been frantically Googling the situation with the Dalai Lama and the Panchen Lama, and what I've discovered is that it's actually more complicated than I uh, understood from listening to two minutes on a podcast about <laughs> it, and I'll try and learn something about it and explain it later. Okay. Okay. We had a goat. We had a whole goat crisis this weekend. So somebody stole your goat, right? Oh, that. Oh, Merlin, it it, it goes much deeper. Well, I'll tell you who stole our goddamn goats. It's the fucking Wicker Park Chamber of Commerce. Can we talk? Are shit. we allowed to talk about this? I've been. I was. Yeah, come on, Dubai. Tweet. Come on, Dubai Friday, oh, bitches. Uh, I challenge you to a goat debate. All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not allowed putting... to guess without a lot of without prior approval. But <laughs> you, general... you're, you're, just so you know, Max, you're allowed to do that two more times. Okay, okay, okay. Putting, That's the new rule. let's put this in context. Okay. Uh, Does that count as one of them or no, is there no, one, no. only one remaining? Let's, I'm tired of being gracious. 
<sighs> calm down. Everyone calm down. This week in Chicago, there's some, or this weekend, Wicker Park Fest happened. It's this lovely little street festival. And so Cards Against Humanity, we were selling some cards and we also brought our goat friends. It was Cards Against Humanity and goats. Um, but apparently, and we had like these lovely urban farmers who- Yeah, great. And you had like, great signage. You guys are so yeah. good at this. You're so good at productizing weird. Yeah, I have l- nothing to do with this and it's all my very talented colleagues. But I, we were really passionate about these goats and like they- they'd given us the permits like they they do this all the time like show off their urban goats and so but then this man who had a dji uh backpack on so he was wearing his drone on his backpack he has this like policeman walkie-talkie comes up and is like you can't have the goats you can't have the goats and so the plan was that i would play stupid i'm like i don't what uh you have to talk to my supervisor so we kept making up supervisors um (laughs) until max actually got there (laughs) and started yelling at at people oh Uh, no really uh, yeah max what was the situation well i didn't didn't yell at them well you should have yelled at them basically when i i got there you know an hour or two after the thing opened and and the wicker the wicker park chamber of commerce which 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 sort of puts on this festival they had come to us and they there was some lady and you know she was just doing her job but but she was like she um, was very nice she was fine and she was like um uh, you can't have these goats. She said to me, what's the plan for removing the goats? And like, listen, my <laughs> advice, like anytime you deal with any sort of middle management authority <laughs> figure or like call center or Comcast or anything is just say the opposite of what they say because it, they, it, it, it just, it discombobulates them. Like they don't know how to recover from that. So she said, well, I need to know the plan for removing the goats. And I said, there's no plan for removing the goats. <laughs> and, and And then she was like, okay, I'll be back. And then it was like, and then she came back 20 minutes later or whatever. And she's like, well, she's like, we need, she's like, you need to remove the goats. And I was like, well, why do they need to go? And she's like, well, you don't have the right permits for the goats. And, huh. and I said, well, what permits do you need for the goats? Because we had Googled this and talked to some lawyers and stuff. And, and you know, you don't need any permits to have goats for, for a couple hours at a, at a street festival or whatever. And she's like, well, she's like, you need a goat permit. And I was what? like, I don't. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't think there's such a thing as a goat permit. She's like, you need a goat exhibition permit or something like that. And I was like, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure that's a per- that does not exist. That sounds like and, a shakedown. And I said, <laughs> and I said to her, and I'm like, well, she's just making up a permit that that we don't have, and you know that, that she's positing the existence of this permit. So I was like, no, no, we have that. It's on file with the city. Because I my th- my thought is, if she can make up a permit, then I can make up that we have the permit, and that's just as valid. <laughs> oh, in fantasy okay. land. by your right, logic. Right. <laughs> dear dear yeah. Chicago officials listening, the permit it was indeed filed by the city f- by these urban goat farmers. Like it did ex- it did oh, exist. Right. That's the thing. So right, that's the thing that's important to note here is that the, we didn't these weren't just some street goats that yeah, were scraped we off, off of the gutter. <laughs> there was a goat farm that had all of their documents. Documentation and permits and th- these were like healthy goats with the correct documentation. So then she came back and she's like, "The city of Chicago needs you to have these p- health inspection permits and stuff." And she showed, you know, she pulled up something and I was and I pulled it up and looked at it and I was like, "Nope, this is for a zoo." And I was like, "We're not a, we're not operating a commercial zoo here, so we don't need this." So we went back and forth and I bought us like a couple of hours by like and, and then and then every time they'd come back and say we need some permit, I was like, "No, no, we have that permit." Because I was like, "What are they going? It's a Saturday. What are they going to call the the?" The records department. Just out of curiosity, how long? How long permit? was the? How long was the event? Like, how long did you two need days, to buy? Two days. Oh two days. gosh. Okay. 
Well, so, but what, what, what we did is, so they saw the goats at 10 a.m., which is when this opened. And we had the goats, we stalled them until about 4 p.m. Um, yeah. And I kept like sending Tom, uh, Tom um, our events um, manager, like, just go away. And every time they come, I'll say you'll be back in five minutes. And so that that helped for a while. Uh, but the, Max, can you get to the scary man who, who came? I, the scary man? The scary, I, was I there for that? I don't know if you were. There was this man who... Um, you know what? I can punch down punch down this guy. He had bigger boobs than me. And mm-hmm. he was wearing his fucking drone backpack. And he just came up. He's like, I'm not interested in having this conversation. The goats need to go. And he he was like a- actively yelling at, at us. Um, and I'm just like standing in the corner, like looking at these permits and like still trying to, to see if we can like find a loophole out of this. And uh, our goat people are great. And like, well, we just can't like take them out. It's a safety issue. And actually there's a permit that you need to uh they, they like permit they, yeah, they do you permit have your permit to remove yeah, our goats? like yeah. we need a permit to walk them down a public chicago street that's not something that that actually is something you can't do um and so then i asked him like because he had his drone backpack on i'm like excuse me do you have uh, an fda license to fly that drone i'm just curious and then he ignored me and walked away <laughs> and I'm very salty about that. Uh, and then, and so eventually the goats had to go. Um, but then the this amazing toy store in Chicago, I call them and say, excuse me, do you have a life-size stuffed goat I could buy? And without a beat, yeah, want to come pick it up? Ran a mile. I haven't run a mile since the like presidential fitness test in high school. Got a stuffed goat. It was adorable. I will sp- put the pictures in the show note. Brought it back. An hour later, it was stolen. And Oh, my God. <laughs> It's, I'm very upset about it. You try, you try and do something nice for the people, you know? Mm. I mean, eventually they figured out the correct tactic to defeat us, which was they came in and they said, this is our festival and you can't have goats here. You have to make the goats leave. Like trying to deflect. The problem was everyone kept coming up and saying like, no, no, like we're co- cool. We love the goats. But the city, they say you can't have the goats. And like, don't just take responsibility for it if you want to ruin everyone's fun. Uh, very funny, real-time Dan Scavino, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Anthony Scaramucci follow-up. Uh, he just did an interview. This is on uh, death and taxes. And it says, uh, so what are you going to do next? I asked him, quote, I am now going to go dark, he said. And, that, <laughs> Whoa. and then, quote, I will reemerge, he paused, as me. This guy, he's fucking like, so he also, I don't know if you know this, he also has like strep throat right now. Oh no. So like all in the course of like one week, basically, he sold his company to be able to work at the White House. And then he was told he couldn't work at the White House. And then he wound up getting the job, but he missed the birth of his child. His wife divorced him. Mm-hmm. And he got, and then. Strep throat sucks. Out. That is no fun to have. And his first, one of his like main functions while he was there, he forced out. Rance Priebus as chief of staff. And yeah. then John Kelly comes in as chief of staff. And his first thing, he pushes out Scaramucci. He fucked himself. That must be the most in- thing that drives him the most insane, is that he brought in the guy who fired him. He loves he loves that guy. He loves him. Yeah. Who, 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 someone made that great tweet, before you embark on a journey of revenge, dig two graves. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Write two letters. 
I'm I kind of stuck. I'm going to go dark. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on me. that. <laughs> stuck on that line. Like, is he going to go buy some eyeliner and go to Hot Topic? And then just like, <laughs> 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 I'm not okay. I'm not a fucking gay. I was born in the darkness. I was molded by it. I didn't know the light. There's been some tachyon interference. It makes it difficult for me to see the future. <laughs> Oh, he could pull. He is some... his Doctor Manhattan. He's going to be an emo Doctor Manhattan. He's going to he's going to come out of this whole thing with this big blue dick. <laughs> You're saying we're going to see his dong? Look what happened. Look what what happened with Lori. Look what happened with Lori. Lori had to go see Dan because she was so sad about Doctor Manhattan. He's the new Doctor mm-hmm. Manhattan. I would love to see Scaramucci's hog. I would uh. love it if that was the next development. Was we saw Scaramucci's hog? Oh, you know he's got a wide boy. <laughs> oh. Uh, you're saying he's got a uh, girth, not length. Is that is that he, how I'd, I'm not familiar? Yeah, he's he's, uh, familiar. he's uh, driving a taxi down the Chode Road. You know, you know, you <laughs> he's know. Got he's a, got a wide he road. A co- he has a Coke One. Yes, yes. <laughs> For men. Yeah. I don't know what any of this. But he's got a grower. He's got a grower and a shower and a blower. Well, I midnight feel like toker. We should, I feel like we should at least mention that um, yeah. that he said that Steve Bannon. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Well, he's making he's fun got- of him because obviously Steve Bannon has a very long, useless cock that he can self-filate. <laughs> whereas Scary Mo- Scaramucci, Sc- the, mooch, the, mooch has, the Mooch has something much broader going on. He's got something more like, <laughs> like a can of beans. But Bannon, but Scaramucci <laughs> said that Bannon, he's got, the self, he's got the self, the self suck going on. Yeah, but that little skinny thing. He's the Ouroboros. He's the snake that sucks his own dick. Exactly. But, but it's like the size of a child's husky pencil. <laughs> like, like big compared to a pencil, but not compared to a can of beans. You're saying that when you're saying that when 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 Bannon does the Ouroboros, yes. it's like one of those pencils where you turn the tip and it comes out. Bloop. Oh, like a mechanical pencil. Uh huh. Literal pencil, Dick. Could be, could be. I mean, he knows more about this than I do. But I don't think you could make a remark like that about somebody else's self-filation unless you were very, very confident in your own beans. I don't understand why it's an insult. Like, isn't that like I I would I feel like if I had a penis and I could blow myself, I would do that like once a day. Why not? Why is that a bad thing? It's not bad. I don't I don't under I, I don't understand penises, guys. Mm-mm. It's very confusing. Me neither. Yep. I heard mm. that Steve Bannon had one of his ribs removed. <laughs> Wait. I heard I heard he had to go to the hospital. And they had to pump his stomach because he had fucking four gallons of cum, <laughs> and, and that there's spider eggs and bubble gum. I heard one time, one time Steve Bannon said these cookies are really good. You have the recipe, and they billed his card for seven thousand dollars. Nine eleven. Listen, whom among us hasn't done a huge pile of blow <laughs> <laughs> and impugned and impugned a bunch of strangers and colleagues? Yeah, just yeah, you know. Just done the old self suck for seventy two hours. You hole up in a hotel room, you fill a hot tub full of acid. Uh, I, uh, we got an iTunes review that's like, what? No, 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 Oh shit, dog! There's iTunes reviews. Oh, no, 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 Oh my goodness, iTunes. Okay, Let me no, get in no. Here. There, there was like, this is a very vulgar comedy podcast. I'm like, it's okay. It's not a comedy podcast. It's not a political podcast. It's not vulgar. And no, this is serious commentary. We stand by everything. We say. I have to download. I have to download the podcast app. Nope, nope, nope. We're uh, yeah, uh, rebranded. Apple Podcasts. Please don't. Such a dead end. Such a dead end. Please don't. Dig dug. Dig dug. Merlin, oh wow, you? we have no, good reviews. No, we have a four point no, five out of five. No, no, no one reviews us. I don't want anyone to review us. I don't. I don't. I don't. No, no. It really <clears> helps, guys. <clears throat> it really helps. Like and yeah. subscribe. 
Give me a comment and a review. It really helps other people find out about the show. Five, five stars. Five stars. Max is funny. They've got a good thing going here. <laughs> oh, fuck like me. Gently, one. stop it. Don't do this. <laughs> no, I don't look no, at those. I do not. not hear those. And I don't want to encourage anyone to even know that they exist. No one should leave reviews and ratings ever. Unless it's about a security camera. And how hard would it be to make it so the security <laughs> camera could be upside down from the ceiling and you'd be able to still get the images and you'd be able to flip it? How hard is that, really? I mean, honestly, I do read the reviews because I hope that I grow a dick so long that I can suck myself because people people say that I'm funny on this. And <laughs> so I'm in the like, musical no, version not, of this, no, that'll be your I want song. <laughs> three, three stars. Problematic. They talk mm. about poo for 45 minutes. <laughs> I, I wish I had a cock that could reach my mouth. <laughs> I pull the hairs with tiny tweezer hands. Oh, why? Oh, why? Oh, why can't I get this can of beans into my mouth? Why'd you take my goat away? bothers me is I, I've been doing a lot of like little like a panels and, and discussion, you know, thing. This is sort of a trend. I don't know if you've seen this too. Like Tiny panels? Com- yeah, when I go to conferences or just even events at Spaces or whatever and they're like, it's not a panel or, or a talk. It's just a conversation. And it's like a group of like, it's like, you know, uh, uh, five uh, business leaders from Chicago will like lead a conversation on uh, on creativity uh, or something like that. So I've been doing <laughs> a ton of these because that's kind of the format that people people ask for. And I, you know, whatever, it's fine. It's no better or worse than a panel, I guess. I, uh, but uh, the funny thing I've been noticing is, like, all of these, like, I don't know how to put it, like, these, like, filler phrases that people say to begin their statements to the group. Uh! So they'll say things like, they'll say things like, well, I just want to piggyback. I just really want to add to what <sighs> Max is saying, and I just want to piggyback on that comment. Ugh. And another one that people say that's good is, well, I just want to tie everything together that everyone's been saying. And then they'll go off and say their <laughs> comment that's, like, not really related to it. Like, well, I really think what it comes to, I want to tie together what everyone's been saying, which is, it really comes down to confidence, you know, or something like that. Mm. And it's like, no, who appointed you the, the fucking, you know, writing the epilogue of this book? You know, this, is, like, this like, is the kind of horseshit advice that when you go in, you're like, you're a dingling who doesn't know how to talk to the media. You go and you get a half day course from from somebody about how to do this. And the first thing they teach you, I think, is to not move your head around too much and don't wear stripes. But then they'll say <laughs> things like, you know, whenever you're asked a question, instantly find a way to turn it into the thing that you would prefer to talk about and deflect it. And that's where we got, so, because nobody ever really needs to begin a sentence with, so, no, you, 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 for millennia, we used to begin sentences by just saying things. But now, by saying, so, you get the chance to stop the conversation cold in its tracks. Then you drop in a little bit of Conway, and you do a little bit of like, well, no, this is really actually all about this other thing. And then you deflect to whatever the fuck you want to talk about. But it's these little bridging statements that feel like social lubricant, but are, are really about constantly derailing the conversation into like the thing that you actually wanted to talk about. Well, and it's, clear, it's also clear when people do those comments that they're not they're not in the moment at all in the conversation. What well, listen, is listen, they've listen. Been, they've been they've been stewing on this comment for twenty minutes, <laughs> waiting for their chance to waiting for a moment yeah. of silence to jump in. Study for the and wrong they, test. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and then they're jumping in. They're like, "Well, I just um, I just want to pivot for a moment to talk about this other topic. Like, what about this unrelated thing? You know? It's like, well, how long have you had that in the can? Like, what about what everyone else was saying? <laughs> can we circle back to something Max mentioned a little bit earlier? <laughs> um, listen. 
So you know what I, the thing that drives me crazy about the like, well, I just want to tie all these ideas together is like, who fucking appointed you the like the narrator of Lord of the Rings, where you're like, you know, and and it sure was a great a brave journey by all of these hobbits, and in the end, it truly was a fellowship of the rings. Like, who like no one asked you to be no one no one made you the narrator of the conversation. Right, right, right. And there's, there's like certain internet personalities who I will not mention, but who really thrive. They really treasure their position as the really smart peacemaker who comes in at the last minute and goes, guys. And then, and then you, we bring it all together. And it's guys, like, no, there's no. a lot of, a lot of view, point, points of view here. And the important thing is that we all treat each other respectfully oh. and that all voices are heard. We're really a land of contrast. <laughs> All right, hold on. I gotta get a Kleenex because now I've been constantly very aware of my like nose hair, and I just. What's the how's the Kleenex come into that? I'm very. I'm watching this with great anticipation. Alex has retrieved the box of Kleenex. She's returning to the microphone. Is it because she needs a place to put her dirty hair? It's like I feel like I know I don't. Did you extract a nose hair? I no. I did. I did not. I did not pluck nose hair. Are you going to edit that out like the time you threw up on the podcast? I did not yeah, throw that's, up that's on the podcast. That's a goddamn shame. I left the room and then threw up. Listen, that's, guys. That's, that's, that's worse than the time that I made fun of fat people at Gen Con and it got edited <laughs> out. Mm. I've... Okay, I've I've been thinking about this. It, what so like I because of a lot of reasons, I'm like slowly been losing weight, and I'm like, when at what point am I not allowed to make fat jokes anymore? Because that's really all I have: lesbian jokes and fat jokes. Aww. And it's yeah, I know it's now you should try you should hardship. try being a skinny white guy, a straight a, a straight a straight fit white guy. I can't say let me, anything. Let me tell you, they're the one of the most discriminated against groups. You can't make any jokes. Do you know how hard it is for white people to get into college now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see the thing on Twitter that I, I this blew my mind? That, that the picture oh, of the interns. <laughs> Did you see oh, that? Oh, go on, please oh. go on. Have you seen the picture of the White House interns? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me get a lot of white dudes. Well, uh, it's purely not just that white people. White dudes. It's that they all look like vampires. <laughs> like, they're it's all like, my fault. Well, they're, they're all wait. They're all greasy. It's like Eric. <laughs> they all Trump. have a lot of like. They all have a lot of like. Like creams on their face and like. Why are like, all these uh, white people so tonic. moist? They have a lot of, like, moist. They have like tonics in their hair. It's it, it really is like at least one Trump family member just like bit them and then they just like lost a ton of blood <laughs> and they grew the grease and they like learned how to comb their hair and the rest. It's just. Ugh. Did anyone do the challenge this week? I did the challenge. <laughs> I didn't do it very well, oh. but I did it. Can you say what the challenge was? The and, ch- and I'll I'll say my get into <laughs> how, if I did it and how much. All right, the challenge. I'm like OJ. It's not. It, it's not that I did it, but if I did it, here's how I would have done it. Oh, it's all about typesetting with you. Mm, Doug dig. The challenge was to download the app Streaks, which has which I can't. Stop thinking that it has something to do with poop, but it is a like one of those habit forming apps. Um, and you were to pick at least Siri, one. Siri, set a habit. reminder in streaks to wash my underwear in the uh, hotel sink with the borax. <laughs> nice. Uh, choose at least one <laughs> habit and try to complete it every day for for a week. Uh, it was very loose. Um, and and one thing I like about uh, streaks is they updated it to have um, 
bad habits. So you, yes. like typically you- Lots lots more icon plus bad habits. Yeah, yeah. And so you say you, you, there's a very pleasing circle. You hit it when you have completed your habit or task for the day. Uh, but if you have broken one of your bad, uh, if you've done one of your bad habits, you, you have to uh, select that as well. So I have one that's eat shit snacks and uh, as, as I let hmm. you guys know last night or very early this morning, I had a little bit of ego depletion going on and had uh, some Pringles and Reese's Pieces at piece, whatever, <laughs> um, at, at about one or two this morning. That's and how my I, brain says it too. <laughs> Reese's <yeah>. Pieces. <laughs> and uh, then, then I, <laughs> I, I was looking closer at that picture. And uh, if you notice, I left the like top, of the Pringle can on, you know how you like peel it back, and that is so I could hide it and put the cover back on, so Mel wouldn't know that I ate a half can of Pringles oh. in the middle of the night. Yeah, she doesn't. Well, I can to the see show. what kind of iPad yeah. you have. Well, <laughs> if I zoom in, I can see your address on your birth control. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, that's probably true. Uh, yeah. So, how did you do in this challenge, Merlin? Do you have any thoughts in feeling? Does Does the Merlin man have any thoughts and feelings on habits? And Thanks, Alex. Yeah. I am. I've been a user of Streaks for a while. Um, it's uh, for what it does. It's pretty good. Uh, what was I using it for? I've been using it to remind me to. I hate this fucking word so much. Work out for twenty minutes, which is such a dumb way to put it. But basically, go move for a few minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I added other ones. I added floss your teeth. I'll send you a screen grab. I added floss your teeth, record heart rate stand, and uh, one called Don't Die. And every day that I don't die, I'm allowed to click on that. Oh, good. Yes. Um, my workout. I just love clicking on stuff. <laughs> I know. I know, right? The um, No, I missed a couple flosses. Uh, the heart rate's automatic, so that's a no-brainer. I always hit my stand goal. Those are cheats. I haven't died. But I, I think this is uh, – I'll tell you what I think is handy about this is that you – I don't mean to drag this on. But I, I think it is – I think it's useful to be able to say, here's the thing I want to change. We talked about this actually just this week. I'm back to work. I think it's really useful to say this is the thing that I want to change. And and I'm going to – I'm so into doing that. I might have thought about this for 15 years, but I'm finally going to type letters and pick a picture for it. And I'm going to say this is the thing in this app. I think that actually makes a pretty big difference to write it down uh, or type it in this case. But then second, I think it can be very handy that it reminds you. It'll say like usually in the afternoon if I haven't taken a walk – I'll get a little pop-up. And it's annoying. But like that is one of the annoyances that I have deliberately brought on myself. I want it to bug me about this. But then, finally, uh, even if I don't get it, that doesn't mean I, I delete the app, right? Even if I missed it today and I've broken my streak, uh, that doesn't mean I don't do it anymore. And I have, I have several apps like this. The other one that I like a lot, to be honest, is uh, uh, David underscore Smith's Activity++. Plus Plus Which uh, does some nice uh, things on top of your rings for your Apple Watch. But yeah, I did it. Uh, I didn't succeed, but uh, I think it's a I think it's a good challenge. How'd you do? Uh, I'm sending you some screenshots now. Um, I I actually listened to Back to Work, and there these are sort of I, I find streaks sort of like a gamifica- uh, gamification type thing. Like I have one that says wake up on time, but I always it's kind of cheat because I always do wake up on time. Um, but then if I have to hit it, and I know that I have only gotten like three hours of sleep, I'm like. 
oh, that's not great. Um, and catch a Pokemon is really just leave the fucking house, Alex. Go go somewhere outside and be outside oh. for a little oh, bit. Oh, look at that. I see. Uh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I'm still one of the 20 people in the world who play Pokemon Go. Um, and there's a lot of cool places in the city that have little <gasps> uh, gyms and shit. It's the same guy who makes Health Face. I love Health Face. Yeah. Um, oh, and okay. the, the walk thing is automatic. And They're probably one of the best Apple developers. They're, like they're very good. Like iOS developers. Yeah, they're uh, <clears throat> and uh, oh, I really like the um, now it now all of this integrates with uh, uh, to bring it back to what Merlin said. It integrates <laughs> with uh, HealthKit, so it'll let me know um, if I'm using <clears throat> what do I use? I, I don't know. I have a water tracking app, and that's really to make sure that I don't <laughs> drink Diet Coke all day. Can, can you explain what the black screen does? The black screen is bad habits, and you can customize that and, and in any like, way you want. And it's like don't do the bad habit. Yeah, so I had to uh, n- knock off one because last last today or this this morning I ate a bunch of shitty snacks. Hmm. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, but it's it is much harder. It is I'll be Merlin Man for a minute. It mm-hmm. is much harder to do this kind of thing with a bad habit because either either of the options is not very savory. One mm-hmm. of the options is when I'm a bad boy, I have to smash the button, and the other option is if you if you invert it, is that at twelve oh one. AM, I'm allowed to tick the box that says I was a good boy today, which means your whole day that's like hanging over your head. You know what I mean? If you're really like desperately trying not to smoke or pick boogers, like that's kind of hanging over your head all day. It is much less fraught to introduce a new habit than it is to just strictly stop a bad one. Unless you just say, look, I'm never doing this again. I'm throwing this pack of cigarettes against the wall. I will never touch these ever again. And some people do that. You can do that. It's just that if you failed at doing that or have not succeeded in the way you would like in the past, it gets you. You know, it eats at you. That like you know I've never I've never beaten this game. I mean, well, and th- and that's what I like. Like I I like going into the little calendar and like yeah, it was so good. Uh, for a while, I had it where I I was like don't don't order Postmates. Um, and then it's like <laughs> oh wow, I I've I've spent a month not not ordering Postmates at three a.m. and uh like. <clears throat> also what's and and again this is silly this is my own gamification like i know i'm never gonna have a streak of like 300 days of not eating bad food it's it's i want it to make me feel bad uh, there, there's another app i really like called um it, it's by the guy who makes carrot weather which people are pretty jazzed about right now but it's um like carrot workout which is this um it, like it has a um like a character of an AI that basically yells at you to work mm-hmm. out and it shames you if you don't. And I just find that enjoyable. And that's what motivates me because I don't want to disappoint my fake robot friend. Uh, I like oh, the carrot bot. Yeah. Like, you can now ch- change. You can change how aggressive the carrot, the weather bot yes, is with you. Yes. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Have you poked the eye? Oh, oh, I've stopped poking the eye. So- it's not fun anymore. <laughs> she gets real mad. I have such a hard time with this. I, I, have, in, I have installed and uninstalled this app a hundred times on my really? phone. Yeah, hmm. because it always seems like a good idea. And it always seems like there's so many little things in the day. Flossing is actually one of my big ones. Like, I, I never, it's so hard for me to fucking make myself take the time to floss. And it's not, I don't know, we've talked about it. It's like not even that unpleasant. Like, there's no reason. Mm-hmm. I, it just sucks. I don't know. I, I don't want to take the time. I'm a busy man. I'd rather be playing video games. But uh, 
uh, flossing is one, like getting my meditation in there is one. And I do a pretty good job meditating every day, but it's nice to have a little reminder. But inevitably, like the thing is, like once I ignore one, cir- filling one circle in streaks, the yep. whole thing just crumbles to shit. Then it's just some icon sitting on my home screen, be- blurping at me, beeping and blurping all day. And I'm just like, no, fuck this. I'm, I'm already, this thing's not my boss. Like I already defeated it. Look at, um, so I sent you the activity plus plus. And one reason I sent that is you'll see a nice feature of this. So this is David underscore Smith's app, like all of his plus plus apps. Activity plus plus. On the face of it, it's not doing that much apart from what you get inside the health app with the rings. But notice, for example, Sunday the 30th, did you see where I didn't reach my red goal? Mm-hmm. And so you see, I don't know if you see in little letters, it says Z, 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 Z. If you miss one of your days in a week, you still get to keep your streak. So as long as you do it for seven days in a row, I think that's what it is. But anyway, if you do it for N number of days, you get back on the horse, you get to keep your streak. So like, you know, there's like one day where I updated my watch. I was putting a new, you know, uh, updated OS on there and it was on the stand longer than usual. I lost my stand goal. I'm like, I never lose my stand goal. Like Mm -hmm. you can see here, I got 219 days of red, 190 days of blue, hardly ever hit green. But, um, but you know, that, that's, that's, uh, I mean, that's a little bit dispiriting where you're like, Hey, no fair. Like you should give me that one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, if well, if if you wanna, I actually, I actually did this for it was a similar thing because I didn't have my watch on one day, um, and for some reason the, uh, what was it? Um, I I don't know, like the pedometers. I, I had turned it off, so you can edit edit it like to be like, okay, this is actually a day that I did complete this habit, uh, which is nice, and I think it's new. Along with, you can change all the icons and colors. It's very I love it. I spent so much time on the icons. Oh, yeah. Check out the link I just sent you. This is a kind of interesting new edition. We, I've, I've had a little fun with Exist. I've mentioned Exist.io and talked about how in some ways it's really amazing. In some ways it's very silly. Long story short, it's that app that, that you basically hook it up to a bunch of your dinguses and services. And it finds over 30 to 90 days. It starts to find patterns Oh, that it's emerge. like you're, you're more... Uh, uh, Push alert, you're more tired on days when you don't sleep a lot. Right, right. You get more steps <laughs> when you work out longer. Huh, mm-hmm. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, what, was the, what, what was the one you weigh more when you're in Washington, D.C., or it's windier <laughs> when you're in Washington, D.C. or something? But, but, but check out that link. I think this is a very interesting idea. Oh, Just a nice little hack where now you can go in and they have what's called custom tracking. And it's really just as simple as you, you tick on – like if there's a thing that you're following – in this case, in this example, you'll see that I drink coffee today, that I play football today, or watch football, I don't know, sneezing, vivid dream. So like you can just, when you wake up, you just hit a button that said vivid dream. And in 90 days or so, it'll probably be able to, it might be able to tell you something interesting. Like when you have, I do wish existed more with sleep analysis. It doesn't, it's pretty basic with sleep analysis in a way. Fitbit really tries to give you stuff about REM versus deep versus light versus awake. But anyway, uh, I think this is a really interesting idea where if whatever your deal is, where you're like, you could just have one called anxious morning. And you go like, I had an anxious morning today. And you know what? In, in 30, 90 days, maybe it's going to tell you something. Oh, you know what? You have a lot of anxious mornings when you have evening coffee or whatever. That's I- very interesting. So I could be at the end of the day, I could be like, I feel like garbage. And then in a few weeks, it'll be like, oh, you ate a, a zesty sandwich from KFC. Yeah, you can say like, well, you can just make a you can make a tag like tired PM, mm-hmm. for example. And you could be like, oh, on days when you eat more than one zinger, you feel yes. very bad at night. 
You get a zinger bomb. But um, I think things like that are super interesting. And, and like, again, it's just a question of like finding the solution that fits your problem rather than trying to do the opposite. Like just trying to figure out what are 50 solutions to a problem I may or may not have. And in this case, if you're interested in this stuff, I think the tools are out there um, for doing it. And if you've got the motivation to stick with it, um, these have gotten a lot more lightweight and did, uh, mobile. Did either of you learn anything from using this the Streaks app? Did you, did, did, did you like find a good thing that, that to put in Streaks or some sort of, I don't know, like I'm, I'm searching for some sort of way to get back into this or make it work for me, but I don't know, did you learn, did you have any surprising journeys of self-discovery? Well, I've actually been using this a really long time and there was a while, uh, I, I have this thing where if I have a streak for 30 days, then I just take it off because I think that's the amount of time my brain is, mm-hmm. uh, gets it, it like in, like this is just part of your day, um, where it was like re- read on a Kindle, specifically on my Kindle for one hour every day uh, because I know that if I'm on my phone or my iPad, which I do, like I read a ton on those, but y- you know, um, I get it's easy to forget about. It's easy to forget about a Kindle for months. Yeah. It's, it's so easy if you're not doing it regularly. Right. And then I go in there and I have to manually delete like 60 days of Instapaper posts. It's like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. Yeah, and so now that 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 worked for me, um, and it was also I had a reminder to play um, vi- uh, video games on the weekends because this is I know this is silly, but like I'll be I I would make plans to play video games or board games with my friends, and I just know that I'm happier if I have that tiny amount of human interaction. Not too much, good lord, too much. No, um, so that's that's also something that helped. Uh, I failed on the whole meditation thing. It's uh, I know I know this is like very Merlin man, but it's there are some things where I eventually just took it off because like okay, right now this is not working for me for whatever reason. And yeah, and it's just, it's wanna, it's just it's yeah. just you're grinding your own nose into that pile of poop, like yeah. you know doing it over and over. I have to tell you that like I, if if meditation apps work for you and they work for a lot of people, I say good on you. I think meditation might be one of those kinds of things for me where I've got to want this a lot more and an app's just going to annoy me. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I think there's different things for different people. You've got to find like what that thing is. But, you know, if there's something that gets you over the hump of the first day, the first three days, the first week, or there's the now widely discredited, it takes three weeks to build a habit, whatever, you got your own sense of that. I agree with you. 30 days, if you're doing it for 30 days, you're probably pretty good. But like for Max, I mean, like, what are the, what are the kinds of things is, what are you talking, talking about health or behavior or thoughts? Like, what are the kinds of things that you're thinking about? Everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I, I'm not. I, this, no, I, know. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not. Don't do any of this stuff, and I'm not good at any of it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm and yet, either. sometimes I surprise myself because I set my mind to something and then I do it, and I'm like, and then when I'm done, I'm like, I can't believe that happened. Where did that come from? Oh, it happens to like me I, all the time. Like I, like I mean, it happens often enough that it's disturbing to me. Where I'm like, I've been worrying about this for two years. And then I spent 15 minutes today or <laughs> spent eight minutes today and it was remarkably easy to take care of. Yes. But like, well, I'm and like, then I, same... and I look back and I'm like, where did that willpower, what, how, where did that come from? Why can't I summon that whenever I want and just be a fucking grown up and handle my, my business? Why was I so scared to like sort my receipts for the year? Like, well, why, I know. I why think a lot of it's do, chemistry. Not... I think, I think it's, uh, I think some of it really has to do with chemistry. For me, I'm sure. There's a role of, on the one hand, whatever's happening with my anxiety, and then on the other hand, my dopamine issues. So, like, there's just sometimes, you know what? I just have a, I have a surprisingly good morning, by which I mean I manage to do something that ordinary fucking people do 
20 times a day. But I just happen to do mm-hmm. it this one day out of two years, and I really just put some points on the board. And it's startling. It's really startling because you realize, at least for myself, like I realize like it's, it's so embarrassing. It's so shameful. But then like when you actually do it, you're like, you do get a little blast, you know? I mean, there, there are, I don't know. Just, I think it's, it is chemistry in a lot of ways. I don't know if this is a healthy thing to do. And I don't know if I would suggest other people do this, but I have, you know, I've got like my bipolar hypomanic spurt. So I have a, just in my to-do list app, I have uh, a list that I've labeled odds and ends. And whenever I'm like, you know, just have a week where it's it's just crazy productive and I've uh, at the end of the day, I do have time and I'm like, ah, I, I am going to go in and turn off all of my Twitter, like get rid of all my Twitter services or uh, organize all of these Dropbox files and, and stuff like that. And it, it's just, I don't know, channeling th- that stuff or channeling all of what is unhealthy energy into stuff that like, oh yeah, I could have done this a year ago, but now I feel mm-hmm. so much better. Like if I had done it a year ago, I would have been like, oh, that was exhausting and now I'm sad. Whereas And that could be that could be a day where after. you do four, then suddenly that's a day where you do four of those things. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is happening? What, mm-hmm. what? Why can't I do this at least one day a month? Why can't there be one day a month where why, I have utter executive all, control? Why are we all like this? I have, well, I do think it's <laughs> chemistry. And there's this thing that just hides in plain sight for me every moment of my day. I am entirely aware of this. I talk about this on podcasts. I talk about this with my daughter. But like there, and I'm just going to say it because it's I, I thought about it as recently as this morning a lot, which is like it's one thing to feel bad about something, and then it's another thing to feel bad about how you feel. And I, I think that is a giant force that I need to keep in mind a lot more often, which is that I don't have, I may, I have some control over the things that happen to me. Um, but like I put myself through such ridiculous amounts of anxiety and torture and fear and doubt over things that are not in evidence. And I don't know why. And I, I, it could be chemistry. But what I'm telling you is like, if you just take a minute to pop this stack and you say to yourself, whatever I'm feeling right now, I can find a temporary respite from that to be able to step away from thinking that I am that emotion or I am that physical sensation. I can just experience that and look at it without judgment. This does not have to be meditation, but just take that step away. And if you just do that for fucking five seconds, you feel so different. You really can feel so different and go, you know what? I think today I'm tired of making myself feel bad about things and I'm just going to take a little bit of a step back. And like, it's really weird. It's almost like an out-of-body experience. I think it's virtually impossible to do all the time, especially with my chemistry. But Jesus fucking Christ, is it handy to remember that sometimes. Some, something you said uh, back when you were Merlin Mann on um, your uh, productivity podcast, Back to Work with Dan Benjamin. Uh, my favorite episode of the podcast is, uh, it's called Giant Beholder Dinosaur, and it's about uh, cleaning. It's sort of about like organizing and cleaning and uh collecting things and and you know it's sort of in that vein mm-hmm. and you had a great riff on that episode that i think about all the time which is you can get yourself into a place where like if you don't clean your refrigerator for a long time you now become scared of your refrigerator and now it's like not now not only is the refrigerator messy but you're like scared to deal with the messiness and you you work yourself into this like anxiety about even confronting the problem Yep. And I think about that all the time about being scared of my mailbox, being scared of my refrigerator, being scared of my office supply drawer. Where and, and that's literally what it is. It's like I literally can't even begin to solve the problem because I've let it get so bad that it's intimidating. And 
some sometimes I'll just I'll find that willpower to be like, okay, today's the day I deal I like deal with this, and you know, open up that freezer drawer and like throw stuff out or whatever. But uh, it's I don't just know it's wh- just a fucking it's just a fucking from. freezer. But now think about also, I mean, let's let's take it to his logical conclusion, which is that okay, at a certain point now, time has passed, and now that is about so much more than your refrigerator in at least two ways. In a very important primary way, that is now you. You are that refrigerator now. You are that broken thing that you don't want to deal with. And that is very, that is way different from having old celery. But the second thing on a practical level is now that can have knock-on effects in the way that you think, behave, decide, do, perceive. So like, okay, on the one hand, maybe you want to eat healthier. Mm. I don't want to buy like fucking $300 in groceries because I got to open that refrigerator. Uh, I'm not going to have a party. I'm not going to I'm not going to have people over to my house, right? Like this is this these things are real. This will start and now as you're turning it over in your mind and it's just this like big bubblegum and hair wad just like rolling through your life, you know, katamariing up all the decent stuff in your life and turning it into shit because that's that's what will happen. I did that yesterday. I cleaned out our refrigerator and our and our and our freezer yesterday. It took about 8 minutes. The hardest part was walking it down to the trash. But, like, I like our refrigerator. It sounds dumb. Like, well, white guy problems. I like our refrigerator so much more now that I got rid of some fish sticks, half a box of fish sticks I felt bad about throwing away six months ago. Do you have one for, – for me, it's, like, one thing is laundry because I'm bad at folding laundry. And then – you're right. I become the giant pile of clean laundry that slowly uh, <laughs> becomes dusty a, and gross. Do you, do you, what's your – tell me about your laundry procedure. Oh, God. Well, the procedure – that I try ideally to it because I, I I wear the same clothes every week. It, like I like you said, I've got the A game of clothes. Um, and then once a week, every Sunday, I I clean it or I do. I'm so lucky. I have um a washing machine in my house now. Do the laundry. Uh, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, okay, this is my three hours. Going to do the laundry. Going to listen to podcasts, and then it's done. Um, but then something I get distracted, and someone's like, "Come do a thing," or my cats are being cute. And then the entire week, uh, every night, I'm picking out what I'm going to wear the next day from the laundry basket, uh, and that happens at least three times a month. So even when I, I in my last apartment, like even when I had a washing machine, I but I I lived alone. I would often just take all my laundry to a laundromat and you can just pay them by the pound to like wash and fold because you know I, what? because honestly, oh, shit. because honestly, and I would do it on the way to work or whatever because honestly it was, I didn't, I, I, I was doing the same thing and I was like, I, I should not be wearing dirty clothes out of the laundry for weeks at a time because I cannot find two or three hours to do the laundry. Okay. To be clear, I'm not wearing dirty laundry guys. It's just the laundry. No, you it's wash clean it in the hotel laundry room sink. and <laughs> The laundry is you. <laughs> I'm the baby. Yeah, and and uh, you know what? I'm going to go and and just bite the bullet and do the like seven pounds of laundry. You can also there's like I'm, startups I'm just, and now you can have an office hat grid come to your house. Some sort oh, of, I tried that. It was weird. It was gig, super gig weird. Economy surf, and it then they all have so some. Weird. They all have no, some gimmick so like weird. they bring you a fucking cookie when it you're was, done. Or yeah, something. it's so weird. They Ugh. brought me a mint, Max. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, no, to don't do that. They, they all have a they all have a gimmick, no. and then d- 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 there was a great ah oh, fuck. All right, let me. F- I'll put it in the show notes. There's an incredible article about a startup which I think already went under called Washio. Yep, that was and, it. And it was like, and basically like it was their they struggle, to, and it was they, their struggle. Well, to, they were they were bad. Yeah, they, they, I they, hear, I hear they lost laundry a lot. They're, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they're, no, they lost it like a lot. <laughs> 
<laughs> basically their struggle was like just trying to define themselves in a world of like of like exact of, of every silicon bro in silicon valley well, feeling like the biggest problem in the world was that their mom wasn't around to fold their laundry so there were like a hundred identical companies and they were like one company started offering a cookie when they dropped the laundry off so then the next one had to offer a, 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 a an organic juice and then the next one had like an organic juice but it was made from local vegetables and it was like it was just a hilarious Ew. like game of of stupid one-upsmanship of like all these people who couldn't think of a single better problem to solve than having your laundry full. I think it's an excellent problem to solve, but if I were saying for the sake of argument, another problem would be that it turns out there's one startup that's a wash startup and they utilize a different gig economy startup to do the delivery. And they can't do things like coordinate doing two bags instead of one because guess what? They always lose a second bag. I'm just saying, uh, you got to build up for scale. I think what you can do in that case is find a reliable place. Like, is it, is it mostly clothes or are we talking about towels and sheets? No. Well, see, and that's the thing. We always have tons of clean towels and sheets because that's an easy th- – that's just a, you know, that, one, you throw two, that three, stuff fold, in. That's easy. fold, and it's uh, wash it on hot, dry it on hot, all good to go. Um, and honestly, most of my clothes are that way. It's just I can't fold T-shirts. I can't uh. – but then Washio lost my mystery show t- T-shirt, and I'm never oh, going to no. get that back. I know. It was the Jake Gyllenhaal one. It was real good. Mm. Anyway. My washing machine broke, and oh. uh, the guy oh, – no. And uh, so the guy said yesterday that uh, Veronica and I were pretty sure that it was like a broken gasket or something because water was going everywhere. And um, mm. so the guy, so the guy was supposed to come yesterday between nine and eleven, and I was supposed to be at City Hall at eleven. So I, or he was supposed to be between eight and eleven, and I was supposed to be at City Hall at eleven. And I sort of rolled the dice, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to uh, put it all on black and guess that he comes b- within the early part of that window, and I'll be able to leave early enough to get to City Hall. Well, sure enough, it's 8, 8.30, 9, 9.30, no call, no call, no call, no call. I don't hear from him. And it's starting to creep up towards 11, so I called and pushed back my thing to 11.30 and pushed it back to noon again. And then eventually 11 came and went, and he hadn't called. So I just left and went to City Hall, doing my business, doing battle with the clerk at Business Affairs at City Hall, engaged in some sort of you know, verbal fencing match where we're pushing paperwork back and forth at each other, and I'm trying to to, to – win the day with a with a with a a, a witty remark and uh, my phone rings and it's the guy and he's like I'm here where are you I'm here to fix your washing machine and mm-hmm. I, there's I can't deal with this I'm in city hall like yell, like 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 uh, uh, uh exchanging uh bon mots with the with the, the clerk at the business affairs desk so I called Kara and I was like Kara I need you to run to my house and and take a key and like let the washing machine guy in and she's like okay I'll I'll do it so then he calls me back Five minutes later, and he's like, you're not here. I have, I'm going to leave. And I was like, would you fucking – you're hours yeah. late. Would you fucking wait there for my assistant to come in and let you in? So Kara lets him in, and then I wind up – I wind up back at the office. Like, I want to say, like, 20 minutes after this all goes down. So, like, not long afterwards. And Kara's already back, and I'm like, uh-oh. Like, that – if he stayed and fixed my washing machine, she would not be back at the office by now. And uh, basically what happened was Kara was like, yeah, the guy took one look at your washing machine and said it's way more broken than a, a, a gasket. It's probably going to be cheaper to get a new washing machine than to try and fix this one. Mm. And also he said he really liked your art. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I was like, oh, that was nice. Well, it's little things. Mm. Don't comment on the art if you go into some <laughs> No. Things. Don't give me a cookie. Don't give me a juice. I don't want to talk about my laundry. Alex, would you get a chip? Would I get a chip? A chip. 
a, a, a microchip. You know how some companies are giving their employees microchips? Oh, yes, 100%. You would 100%. get one? 100%. I saw that yes. story and I was like, I don't think this would go over well in our company except Alex would I probably would, be into oh, it. I am so down with it. <laughs> I, I, I immediately saw that. <laughs> well, and you were also talking about how you wanted to, uh, you, you were upset because of the Roomba. Roombas now are going to like map people's house, houses and like oh, sell them. Oh, very creepy. Uh, I, one, I don't think it's going to happen. But two, since I rent, like all of that information is on Zillow anyway. <laughs> don't be creepy, please. Um, so, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, that's that's. But uh, yeah, Merlin, did you see this? You put you put a little microchip in, and then you can yep. buy stuff. Man, think about how much Nick would love that. How easy expenses would be. Oh, it'd be great. I if there was a microchip implant I could get that would do the the um, what do you call it the, the 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 thing what opens the doors what is that is that a like a little fob type thing yeah but what yeah. technology is that oh it, oh near field communication is that what it is? it's it's a little it's NFC? a little, it's a dongle and you push yeah. it up to the door thing and it goes boop and it yeah. opens the door if I could get a little NFC chip in my arm that would open the doors in the office so I didn't have to carry a key card around and I never forgot it at my desk I would strongly consider it. Yeah, strongly consider it. I feel better about using my iPhone than my body. Anything biometric bugs me just because if anything ever goes wrong, it's like the whole thing with using faces and eyes and all of that. Like you can't get new faces and eyes yet. Like that's kind of <laughs> exactly, weird. Marlon, like I, exactly. Well, the, the, what I've heard, what I've heard is like um, from from security people is. Um, you know, they finish wringing out their underwear in the sink, and then they say, "Actually, <laughs> biometrics should be used as the username, not the password." Yeah, well, hmm. well, you just you. We'll be, well, you we're making fun of Corey Doctor a lot on this podcast, <laughs> although I agree with him on almost all of these things. That's that's the thing. I, I I would rather have a chip in my arm than use my fingerprint or my iris or whatever, because then you just cut out the chip if you're in a you you bite your you bite it out of your arm if you're in a bad situation. Oh, like uh, <laughs> like a like a like you don't a, think I've thought about this, Marlon? Like a like a like a William Gibson thing. Yeah. Mm. Or like a cyanide tooth. Right, like if you're if you're a Nazi and like, you got to kill like yourself a, when you get captured, you just bite down on your tooth. <laughs> Except you just foam with the mouth every time you do it. Got your giant bean can cock. 